Hello and welcome to the Swift Legacy Podcast, a show where we talk all things Taylor Swift with a focus on her early career. We're your hosts, Molly and Amy, and today we're going to be discussing all the songs that we think Taylor wrote about Sam Armstrong. Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Swift Legacy Podcast. Today, we're trying out a new format of episode where we go through all the songs that we think Taylor wrote about a certain person or situation. And we're starting with her cheating ex-boyfriend, Sam Armstrong. This man had a lot of songs written about him considering that he couldn't even remember Taylor's eye color when asked about it on an ABC show a few years back. I think that's quite awkward. So we're going to go into the songs that we know are about him, the songs we speculate are about him, and pick out some lyrics that suggest it and that sort of thing. So I think the main song that we all know is about Sam Armstrong is Should Have Said No. And that is because the secret message in the lyrics booklet reads Sam, 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 I think. Is it? It's five Sams. Sam, five Sam, 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 Sam. Brilliant. Okay. So who else could that be about, do we think? I personally, I have a bit of a controversial opinion on this. I think it's Jordan. I just think when you put the secret message together and you read it like that, Jordan has five letters in his name. So therefore, it's about <laughs> Jordan. No. You know what? That is genius. She is not, she's not a subtle woman. No, no. The secret message is Sam, 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 Sam. It's about Sam. I think we can all agree it's about Sam. So this kind of gives us a lot of basic information as to how their relationship ended, which we can kind of use to figure out whether any other songs are about him. There's not really much to expand on with Should Have Said No, because it's a very angry obvious and direct song that doesn't leave much to the imagination. I mean, you should have said no. Pretty much. Essentially, what we gather from this song is that Sam cheated on her. That's essentially it. He cheated on her. The end. That's that's what happened. We don't really know anything about the beginning of their relationship. We don't know anything about songs that could have been written about him when they were happy. We were happy. I think that's a Drew Dunlap song. I do too. When I was looking at the track list for debut, I was assigning songs to all the different people that we know Taylor wrote about. And the only other one on debut that I could think could be a Sam song is Cold As You. What do you think, Molly? I think of all the songs, that is definitely most likely. We know most of the love songs on there, things like Tim McGraw, are Drew songs. We know the only other person she properly dated around that time as far as we're aware, is Sam. Unless Cold As You is completely fictional, I think Sam is the only person it could have possibly been inspired by. Can I just, moment of appreciation for the lyric, you put up walls and paint them all a shade of grey and I stood there loving you and wished them all away. And you come away with a great little story of a mess of a dreamer with the nerve to adore you. What the fuck? It's too much for my heart. I mean, I don't know. I feel like this could... This could almost be a prequel to Should Have Said No when things weren't maybe great in their relationship and then he cheated on her. I mean, it's all speculative. There is also theories that they got back together after they broke up. Theories that um, Sam himself 
has essentially um or perpetuated the, yeah perpetuated yeah from from what we've what we know about Sam Armstrong I think it's safe to say he's uh maybe not the most reliable source despite being one of the people who knows the most about this situation so we do take everything that he says with a pinch of salt but yeah I feel like this song could also be if they got back together after should have said no and things just weren't the same that's actually a valid point I feel like those two are probably the only Sam songs on debut because it's also good to know that I believe Taylor and Sam broke up near the, like quite relatively near the release of debut. Definitely. It can't have been that much before. It must have either been kind of 2006 early-ish or very late 2005 that they broke up. Those are the only So Depending on how long they were together for. Yeah. So the songs that she wrote about him potentially could have missed the deadline for the debut album. There are, there are a load of considerations, but we believe those are probably the only two songs. So if we move on from the debut songs about Sam to the potential fearless songs about Sam, I feel like the two songs that could be about Sam are Tell Me Why and You're Not Sorry. I honestly don't have that much to go on with these theories other than I have a feeling that the vibes just fit. Like the storyline fits what I think their relationship was potentially if we are believing him that they got back together. I feel like these could very much be second breakup songs. Absolutely. I'm thinking about You're Not Sorry right now and the line, um, I've been giving out chances every time and all you do is let me down. If they did get back together, like Sam suggests, um, it could be that he was just... An arsehole because men are arseholes and men do not change. Also, the line, if you hadn't left me waiting in the cold, cold as you, could be a link to that. That's a good I link. Think, I like I, that. I think of the two songs, I'm leaning towards You're Not Sorry more than Tell Me Why. Although I don't know who else Tell Me Why could be about. So Unpopular opinion. I have always in my brain connected the latter half of Fearless to be about the same situation. Like before I was a stan, when I was just listening to Fearless, I kind of felt like those songs were a unit. Tell me why, you're not sorry, the way I loved you. I know and I don't saying. know, I don't know whether it's sonically or just the vibe. I hate that word, but I'm using it so much. I think Fearless is almost an album of two halves, isn't it? The latter half, you've got Tell Me Why You're Not Sorry and The Way I Loved You was a three-track run. I do think they could be about the same person. And then you've obviously got Forever and Always, which is we know is um, Joe Jonas, but we also know that's got to be the only Joe Jonas song on there because um, it was a very, very last-minute addition. So we can't attribute any of the others to Joe. So that Other than Mr. Perfectly Sam. Fine. But yeah, that's... but Mr. Perfectly Fine doesn't count because it was written after Fearless. I know, I just wanted to add it. But no, we, the only other complete arsehole boyfriend we know Taylor had around that time, she's had, she's had more, but around that time was Sam. So I feel like any songs about arsehole men are Sam. I would agree, unless, unless there are like people we don't know about. Oh, I'm sure there are, actually. I'm sure there's at least one person. Do we know who Love Story was about? Or we've just got, we've got rumours, but we don't know. We have rumours, but we just, we're not entirely sure. I don't know why, but when I'm looking at Tell Me Why lyrics, you could write a book on how to ruin someone's perfect day. 
I don't know why it just it says Sam. Like I've never met this guy. I've never spoken to this guy. But like I'm like yes, his Twitter Link. just gives me those vibes. I'm oh my god! If you guys have not seen the tweets that he has written about Taylor, please go look them up because oh my god, it's too much. He is a massive clout chaser and just horrible about her in general. But like not. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. He's just quite clearly like an asshole. Yeah. And very full of himself. So if we move on from the released songs that we think are about Sam, because I think we've covered all of the most likely ones, we would then be on to the unreleased songs. And we have a whole host of these. And we're going to start with the one that he himself confirmed is about him, a song we talk a lot about on this podcast a song that we still have not heard and I'm sure you can guess that is Nashville. Now Taylor performed Nashville at the Wild Horse Saloon in December 2006. We know there is a video somewhere out there we know it was posted on Taylor Fan back in 2007. We do not know anybody who owns that video and if you if you do please let us know because we are on a quest to find this song. In a Twitter spat, shall we call it, in 2018, Sam tweeted something along the lines of, we now can't find the, the exact tweet. So he tweeted something along the lines of, you should hear the song she played about me at the Wild Horse Saloon in 2006. Now, by checking set lists and the process of elimination, we figured out that this song is Nashville, unless there was another song there. We unfortunately don't know anybody who was there that night to confirm or deny this. Basically, this is a song that, as far as we know, only the inner circle have. However, we do have a couple of lines from the song. So the lines that we have... Uh, I hope you come to find you were all I had in mind. You were everything I loved about Nashville. And then what about the girl you left in Nashville? The one that still loves you. And that second line is one we've recently found. And I think for me, that tells me it's not about Sam. I personally do think it's a Drew song. And I think Sam is a self-centered arsehole. The amount of times I've said that in this episode, that Sam's an arsehole. A self-centered arsehole who can't see beyond himself the world revolves around sam and i think sam just thought that this song must be about him because yeah he was madly in love with him obviously well, of course. i mean we don't know all the details about sam and taylor's relationship maybe maybe this could be about him but to me from what we know it does sound like a drew song however we we're going to include it in this episode because sam claims it's about him so Who are we to judge? Okay, so now if we come to the other unreleased songs that we are speculating could be about Sam. We have In the Pouring Rain, Love to Lose, Matches, R-E-V-E-N-G-E, and $10 and a six pack. Personally, I believe R-E-V-E-N-G-E is a Jordan song. I think there are too many lyrical similarities to Picture to Burn. Do you think? Yeah. There are a lot of similarities to Pitch to Burn in Matches. We did a whole episode on Matches and we still couldn't decide if it was a Jordan song or if it was a Sam song. So I wanted to include it in here because it could be either. Like it could so easily be either. 
I think we all thought it was a Jordan song until we got the line. Look what you've found. She's been around. I hear the lines long. Yeah, she can't release that song, can she? Look what you found. She's been around. I hear the lines long. We got to that lyric and we were like, actually, that suggests cheating. Sam. I still am leaning towards Jordan, personally, for matches, Mm. yeah. Only because the other thing is her voice sounds really immature. That's true Recording, I think it was pre-Sam. And one of my favourite unreleased songs, which is a shame because it's such terrible quality in the recording, is Love to Lose. And I've never really thought about who inspired this, but thinking about it, It's definitely not a Drew song. I feel like it wasn't, or it's not a Jordan song because they were never actually in a relationship, which to me leaves it being a Sam song. But then it doesn't fit in my mind with it being a Sam song because it doesn't fit with the idea that Sam cheated on her. I am not going to lie. I had a theory for a very long time, and it's a stupid theory, and you're going to laugh at me, that it was actually much later than we all thought it was and it was a it was a John Mayer song <laughs> I know you Amy's are right laughing. I am laughing at you Amy's wow laughing. I did laugh at you, you and I still think her voice sounds too immature for the speak now era but you know what that's not the craziest theory I've ever heard it's really not and like when I first heard it, and also right this is the other thing if you listen to the recording, her voice does sound immature on first listen. But I think a lot of that might be the quality of the recording and the fact that it's an acoustic demo. Her voice wasn't even that strong in the in the Speak Now era. Fair point. I don't know. And it's probably, I'm probably completely wrong. It was probably registered way before then. Let's say Love to Lose is now 100% not a Sam song and I'm also manifesting it being on the Speak Now vault. I can see it on Speak Now, actually. I n- I've never really thought about that deeply. I like, need I thought it. about who it was about. Mind blown. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, because this is not about John Mayer. I'm just <laughs> very passionate about this. We will have a John Mayer episode another day. Okay, so shall we now look at In the Pouring Rain? Now, this is not a song that I particularly like. Um, I'll be honest, it's not her strongest unreleased song. It's not her strongest song ever. But I do feel like it has the potential to be a Sam song in terms of I loved you for a little, a little while. I think you know that. It would have worked out for a little except for that day you. Yeah. And it's like that day you what? You know, like, you know? Mm -hmm. But then the line... I think you know that suggests to me it's possibly a song about a guy she liked rather than the guy she dated. I mean, I don't know. It's not like we could forget something so quickly. It kills me to say this. It really does. But I might still love you. Like, I don't know. I just I feel like it's I feel like it's a thing um, that suggests they've broken up, but she's still like actually... I also think it may just be too, again, written too early to be about Sam. It is quite, yeah, it's quite a lyrically immature song. Like if you compare it to Should Have Said No, which we know is definitely about Sam, and Cold As You, which is the other debut song, which could be about Sam. I just don't see how this could have been written around the same time. You say that, but if you look at the debut album, 
when songs like Perfectly Good Heart and Invisible did actually make it, it doesn't necessarily say that her writing had a timeline in terms of maturity. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm really, I'm really torn, but I think it's a possibility. I'm not saying 100%, but I think it's possible. I mean, you say that, but we know that Invisible was written in like 2004. That's true, but she still clearly thought it was good enough. Yeah, but if it had to be written about Sam, it must have been written 2005 or six. But my point is that Taylor still thought it was a good song. So it doesn't necessarily suggest that her writing progressed. Oh, I see what you mean. I mean, I, I'm I'm going on absolutely nothing, really, but it's just yeah. a thing to have. I mean, it could be completely fictional, to be fair. It could be. And I think a lot of those early unreleased songs are, are fictional, or at least in a part fictional. Like, I do agree with you. It does sound earlier than 2006 five six but just an idea which brings us to what i think may be the last of our possibilities and that is ten dollars and a six pack molly what are your takes on that i hate to sound repetitive but 2004 is my take on that i know i i stand by the fact that this is 2005 late 2005 potentially i quite like i kind of want this to be a Sam song purely for the line really something for three months and a half just because that tells a little bit more about that relationship but also I guess I'm gonna have to listen to my mum as I told you so I feel like not to repeat myself again but he was an arsehole and everyone else knew it and she just has terrible taste in men I I think this is a Sam song I will die on the hill the lyric Everything changed when you took me to town, caught you staring every other girl down. Now we know Sam cheated on Taylor and that line is just like, um, that's quite, quite pointed. And I feel like, I feel like that's the most obvious. But the thing is, it's just a vibe I get from the song. I just think that this guy is an asshole but Taylor was like, I can probably change you. That was the most awful Taylor impression. I, that is exactly what she was like, isn't it? It's 100%. She, she is that girl who thinks she can change. I mean, was, not is, but... Thought she I mean, I love voice. her and I always have. I always will. But Taylor Swift is, is that girl who... Yeah, that she's that girl. I also think if we are saying that Nashville is about Sam, as he claims... This also ties in because there are a lot of country references in $10 in a six pack. For example, you said, let's go fishing a lot. You were country loving really something. Got myself a big country serving to pay back. So I feel like maybe there are a lot of links in there to Sam maybe being very Tennessee. I will give you that I think of all the unreleased songs that we've got, I think that is the most likely to be about Sam. Okay. It does still sound too early for me, but I'll give it I disagree. I disagree. I think this is a relatively late song because I think the lyricism is relatively good. Oh, it is. It is. But it's also very country. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do follow us on Instagram at Swift Legacy Podcast and all other social medias. Thank you for listening and we'll see you again next week with a new episode of the Swift Legacy Podcast. 